on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live from Torrance, LA Galaxy soccer complex, brand new opening. So glad we could be here. So glad we could talk to everybody and get you ready for a big game. LA Galaxy versus the Chicago Fire coming up at Soldier Field at 5 p.m. Big watch party across the street. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we have some great co-hosts here as well. Uh, the, the voice of the radio play-by-play, Mr. Christian Miles, is here. Uh, and, of course, we have uh, the panda himself, Mr. Kevin Baxter, LA Times soccer reporter, who's going to be joining us here in a little bit later. Maybe a special guest or two. Hopefully we don't get blown away by the wind and uh, all that fun stuff. But we want to talk about this LA Galaxy game. I have the lineups already in my pocket. We'll talk about those as those come out here at about 4 o'clock. Uh, and sort of get you ready for uh, for this game that's coming up. Uh, a big one with Chicago only giving up two goals so far this year, a stingy defense on that. Uh, to help me right now, and then joining me up on the stage here is uh, Mr. Christian Miles. Christian, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Great event. Thanks for having me. Uh, good times in LA Galaxy World. Yeah, it's a, a lot of great people around, walking around, getting to talk to some uh, some different people. We have stickers up here as well, so uh, eventually you're more than welcome to come up and uh, grab some stickers after the podcast, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you. You'll take pictures, right, Christian? Absolutely, absolutely. Just tell them I'm Kevin, Kevin Baxter. You know, that's, that's right. how it works. <laughs> that's how I got my free parking. I was gonna say I don't think that gets you very far uh, <laughs> in places. Uh, LA Galaxy so far, four uh, two and zero yes. on the season, uh, yes. coming off of a big El Trafico win, two one. Mm-hmm. Uh, emotional high there physical high as well a lot of max efforts so i mean wrap up these first six games for the la galaxy are, are, are you seeing some consistency there or are there still some things they need to work on? i am always a work in progress but i'm pretty pleased in it. and i think they're starting to learn the system and, and they're they're taking to it much quicker than what we saw last year in vanny's first year in charge and i was really impressed last week with the performance of leardam who adjusted to that that holding midfield role really well um things you know, slacked off a little bit in the second half, but I think the legs got the better of them. A lot of energy expended, but overall, I mean, it's been a great start. Um, you probably have a graph on where it lands in terms of the 26, 27 year history. I, I need to I bring my projector next yes. time so I can show all of my graphs. I'm sure that's that's what we'll, you got a white wall. You could do PowerPoint. We could do PowerPoint. Yeah, yes. I forgot my laser pointer. Um, but no, I mean, you've you've looked at them. Same number yeah. of points, though. I, I want to be cautious because same number of yeah. points through the same concern. number of games as last year. Last year, great start. Rocket start. Everything sort of kicks mm-hmm. off, and you're like, okay, this Galaxy team is getting it, and they're way ahead of schedule, and Vanny was talking about how they're ahead of schedule, and it's like, oh, these things are clicking. Yeah. And then we saw a really long sort of drawn-out slump towards the end of the season. That doesn't feel this way right now. It doesn't feel the same as the start of the season, but they are the same through points. Yeah, and the big test will come in those dog days of summer, much like we saw last year, but they, you get that feeling. You just have that feeling that they are better equipped to handle that type of you know fixture congestion that you're going to see coming up, um, so yeah, I mean I think they have to be pleased with the way things have gone. Obviously, there's some things that could get a little bit better, and as we said, a work in progress. But you know, on the whole, it's looking good. And busy weeks are coming up. Busy, you know, part of the schedule here in May and June. So uh, before the international break. So I think if I'm Greg Vanny, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the way things have gone. The injury bug really hasn't bitten them too bad so far. So um, once we get things sorted out in the back of that defense right now and, and really tighten things up and get that protection that that back four needs, I think uh, the sky's the limit. 
Yeah, you, you could see that. I, by the way, I'm way higher on the defense right now than I think most <laughs> people are. I know everybody's like, I know, of, I saw that. Stay, ca stay cautious. Stay, just, just wait for it to come out. And I'm like, no, no, no. They, they're proving themselves already. They're not really outperforming their, expe their expected goals against, which we talk about a lot. And the reason we talk about it so much is I think Chicago is like minus seven and a half right now mm -hmm. on their expected goals against, which would be way overperforming what you're supposed to be doing. So I'm, I'm expecting some goals in this game tonight from the LA Galaxy, and I don't think the Chicago defense is going to be able to handle that. You know, I think you make a good point about praising this defense here because you look at that partnership with Koulibaly and Williams, they've only been together at one or two games. Right. So the way that it performed to have this kind of start without your first choice center back pairing, that says a lot to the depth of this team. And of course, uh, you know, just two of what, eight center backs that are on the Galaxy roster. But yeah, I mean, you throw that into consideration here and as Koulibaly and, and Williams get more acquainted with each other, I think that we're going to start to see a little bit more solidity back there. A uh, good relationship. Schedule coming up for the LA Galaxy US Open Cup game on yes. Tuesday night against uh, Landon Donovan. Yeah, Landon Donovan, San Diego loyal. Uh, that'll be fun to have Landon back in the in the uh, in the stadium, right? So, yes. uh, but I, it's going to be interesting how Greg sort of manages the workload. And mm -hmm. it, it was it was in one of our group texts that we were sort of bouncing around. It's like, does Greg pay any attention to that game coming up on Tuesday tonight? And I'm like, if you get ahead of something and you can you can possibly look, then maybe. Yeah. But for the most part, no, eyes closed. I mean, uh, you. Kovalich is basically penciled in as my starter on Tuesday <laughs> exactly. night. So if you're a big uh, Dayon fan, that's I think that's going to be your chance to see him start. Although he could very well get minutes uh, later on in the game uh, tonight as it comes up. Absolutely. Uh, you have the San Diego game coming up. Then it's Nashville at home, which is going to be a really interesting game. Yeah. Most of the playoff teams from last year are right now sitting underneath the playoff line. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, the entire state of Texas is above the playoff line. I don't know when the last time that happened was. Somebody probably has a, has a stat on it, but that, <laughs> that is odd. That it feels weird, which means there are some pretenders above that line right now. Yeah, and I don't know that we figured out who those are yet. I would certainly say uh, if you wanted to point at one, Austin seems like they might be a pretender. I don't quite believe. I think Houston could be a pretender. Um, Dallas always seems to find their way to rise to the top, so I'm not going to count them out 100%. But Nashville, I think, is sitting just under the line or just above the line right there. So they're going to be a tough, uh, a tough match uh, for, for this Galaxy team. So that's coming up. That's not going to be easy. I mean, Gary Smith, the, the, the wonders that he works, and he's got such great organization back uh, amongst his defensive unit that they're always tough to break down, always put together good shape to that team. And this is a guy that's, you know, he's done it overseas. He, he did it in Colorado 12 years ago, and they won the title. So I'm, I'm high on Nashville. And, it, and judging them, you can't judge a book by its cover this early in the season. I mean, you know, the games really aren't indicate, don't really indicate the nature and the true character of these teams in the long run because I guarantee you, you know, when we start talking in September, in October, that they're going to be right in the thick of the hunt. You know, I expect them actually with a top four finish this year. Yeah, um, I, I always think Nashville's sort of up there. Uh, if you're looking over the first six games, we talk about uh, Galaxy performances. Who has stood out for you in a good way so far? Oh, gosh, I mean, yeah, Chicharito. I mean, really, yeah. hunger, his desire, um, that's without question. But it, it, some people were questioning, you know, is he going to be able to bring it? He had the injury problem with the calf last year. For me, he's been just lights out. But it, I think that something that's encapsulated his performances this year, his hunger, his thirst, that run he made, the lung buster. Right. In that LAFC El Trafico game last weekend when he sprinted about uh, three quarters of the pitch, he didn't get it. Right. But it, th that to me was indicative of the Chicharito's heart and desire. I think he's just been fantastic so far. And if you want to talk about guys who made long sprints in that game, Samuel Grandsur, mm -hmm. who I think was a little bit of a letdown earlier in this season, yeah. just and, and last year too as well, let's face it, uh, for as much playing time as he didn't get and did get right throughout this whole thing, he hasn't been a consistent producer for the LA Galaxy. But watching his performance in El Trafico and I think the game before, you're starting to see the value that he brings. I just want to see some yeah. goal goals from him. Give me a, one or two goals. And that's more to the point and one of the big knocks on Sammy Grant's story was you know he great work rate gets in the right positions you know tracks back but his end product was in question I think we're starting to see that come together now and it gives a little bit of an extra dimension a di little bit of a different wrinkle than the likes of Cabral which you know will bring something different to the game than Grant Sear does so to, to have that uh coming together so early is a positive sign because that depth's going to be tested and right. he'll be in and out of the lineup I'm sure as Greg rotates the squad coming up this summer so yeah he's been great um, I think uh, Mark Delgado has been good 
you know, with the exception of being sent Mark, off. not Marky, right? I almost did it. Yeah, I, know. I almost I gonna, did it. I was it. waiting for it. Everybody's already been coming up yeah. to me and been like, it's Mark. I Mark. know. He's a grown man. The, His name is Mark. I know. He is a grown man. It's like, yeah, I, I still call him Marky Wahlberg. Marky Mark Wahlberg, too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, in the MLS, guys are still calling him Marky Mark. as well. I noticed that. They didn't you know, get the memo. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, I think he's been really good. It'll be interesting to see with the emergence of Leardam and how good he was if there's a little bit of a different role, perhaps, for Delgado. Will he be playing more of a number eight? Will he be playing a little higher up? And, right. you know, does that affect Ravellison? You know, we're looking at a different situation and um, more options, more different ways to play is always a good thing. Yeah, it, it certainly seems that way. And then, uh, you know, Cabral. Kevin yeah. Cabral. This has been the big question mark mm -hmm. this year, and, and I think that Greg is starting to answer that question a yeah. little bit. I expect that, you know, Cabral is probably going to see a little more time on the bench until he can sort of produce that thing. Because if we go back to El Trafico, you want to talk about a play that was electric and could have lifted the roof off the top of the stadium. It's whenever Cabral dances down the sideline, is able to evade two LAFC players, makes his way into the box. And then it's it's the same as it always is. We were, I was just talking about this with some people beforehand. Is He's the most frustrating player I think I've ever gotten to watch. And it's because he does everything so well. And he can break ankles and he opens space. Mm -hmm. It's that finish. It is the He gets 98% of the way and he can't give me that last 2%. Um, and that would have broken up in that game. It's 3-1 at that point. Game over. Thank you yeah. very much. Everybody rides on the sunset and they could have had a VAR decision. Everybody could have closed their eyes uh, as it was. VAR, 100% correct in this in this particular case, an LAFC offside nine times in that game overall. So not a surprise they were offside twice on the same play in the last the last play of the game whenever that comes out as well. But when we look at it, yeah. um, it's Cabral has so much potential to impact this team, so much positive potential to impact this team, and you're not seeing it so far. He puts himself in great positions. He's got a great first touch. Um, he's great 1v1. And, you know, we were just talking about end product with Sammy Grandsir, very similar situation. You know, attacking players like that in those positions are judged on their end product. You know, matches are won in the box, and he has not delivered. And I think it's time, it was time for him to just take a seat on the bench, come in, different role, reevaluate, and, and try and get more, because I'm sure Greg Vandy wants to get more out of him. You, you see it in him. Right. The ability is there. Just trying to put that together has just been really troublesome for him. Um, once he does, watch out, because, you know, he'll find his way back in the first 11. But that's the question. It, it, more consistency from him as well, I'd like to see. And uh, he did beef up. He's getting a little stronger on the ball and uh, a little bit harder to dispossess. But defensively, he's also added a little bit more to his game as well. So yeah. it's, a, it's a slow work in progress. But... I understand the frustrations, but you need patience with a player like him with these young DPs. Greg, Greg Vanny's called him a wet noodle uh, last year, uh, <laughs> so he's he's less of that this year, and, and yeah. rightfully so. He put in the work in the offseason. You mm -hmm. can see it. That's good. I want to go back to Mark Delgado, though, yes. because I don't know if there is uh, maybe a more underrated LA Galaxy player, and maybe not a more underrated in, in the Western Conference. I mean, mm -hmm. he's very under the radar whenever he plays. But I think if you saw in El Trafico, he controls the center of that field. If you look at all the passing charts, which of course I do all the time, uh, the average positions and just the link-ups, he is the the hub and everybody else is the spoke. Yeah. Um, and so I think getting him back in the Chicago game is a big deal. Yeah. Um, certainly able to control the, the midfield a little bit better. Um, and then just the connections and the passing that sort of goes with that as well. So He's um, the glue. Uh, you need players to manage games. He is the closest thing that I think that the Galaxy have in that regard. He, he has good head on his shoulders. He has the full trust of Greg Vanny. Um, covers so much ground. I mean, the kid... But, but quietly, ground. right? It's quietly. not like you ever see him making 90-yard sprints. He, no. he doesn't. He's usually in the but correct positions. As a testament to the quality of that type of player, he reads the game so well. He doesn't need to put himself... If you're in those positions where you're tracking around and running like around with your chicken uh, with the head cut off, right. then you're not reading the game correctly. I think he does a wonderful job of that. He doesn't put himself in a position where he has to utilize his recovery speed or his athletic ability to compensate for you know a lack of anticipation or understanding. So, yeah, the unsung hero, uh, he is the glue of this team. I thought we really missed him, especially late in the second half at times um, last week. So good to have him back. And, you know, a little di different complexion to a midfield that, yeah, I, I've been crying out for, and I, I think a lot of fans have too, that needed a little more solidity, a little more steel. He gives that. Yeah, you, you can see that. Before we get into maybe Julian Araujo, because I want to touch a little <laughs> bit on him, which which is a long conversation. Yes. I mean, not not so long. We're going to waste the rest of the show with it. But I also want to remind everybody, LA Galaxy 2 playing later tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll have the call, and uh, who's your partner, and who are they playing? Brian Jordan. 
is the man tonight. Big game for uh, Los Dos. Johan Dame saying he's he's very excited about it. Coming off a you know pretty tough start here, just one win in their first five games. So trying to get things going uh, is is the order of the day. Uh, some shakeups in the lineup too as well. We'll see that uh, as that becomes available. So yeah, a big night for them. Los Dos. Uh, Kind of playing in uh, the similar vein, similar style, structure, kind of the same ethos from Greg Vanny to Yohan Dame. You can see it in a reflection in the way they play. It's attractive. It's 4-3-3, um, more of a 3-4-3 uh, in possession. Um, it's a team that gets a lot of it. It's fullbacks. I think some standout performers have really emerged this year in Owen Lamb, who's done well. Um, Tonight, Monterey Bay comes in. Frank Yallop, former Galaxy coach. They've right. had an inauspicious start to the USL Championship campaign. So it uh, could be a good night tonight. Uh, more feast than famine, I'm anticipating. All right. Well, good. That'll be a, a good one. You can catch all of the USL games on ESPN+. Plus, Correct. Uh, and any of the uh, the radio stuff that's going on. Where, where, where uh, LAGalaxy.com, home go. games on SiriusXM as well. Very good. All right. And a little so. YouTube. And a little YouTube. It's always I, good to throw a little YouTube. I there, throw right? the I have the YouTube as well. Uh, again, if uh, if you're not familiar with her podcast, we're Corner of the Galaxy. I'm Josh Gessman. We've been doing this show. This is my 14th season, and we will be doing a thousand shows. Yeah, 14. I know. Old I'm old. Man. I am old. Uh, we'll do our thousandth show this year. So uh, eventually, usually wow. two a week. Live shows on Mondays and Thursdays, so um, we've been we've been going at it for a pretty long time uh, and paying attention to the Galaxy since basically 2009 is whenever we started. So uh, glad everybody could be out here again at the uh, Torrance Soccer Complex, the LA Galaxy Soccer Complex. A really interesting yeah. story. Uh, I think we're going to have somebody on the show here in a little bit that can maybe uh, we can talk about that real short, real briefly with and just sort of get the idea of, of what the LA Galaxy are doing here. And that's the LA Galaxy Soccer Center um, right behind us as well, which is a lot of the futsal stuff. And I know they have have some, some great uh, programs for young kids and, and a whole bunch of fun stuff that's there as well. So uh, really glad they invited us out here to talk about the LA Galaxy uh, and certainly get you ready for this game against Chicago. Where are the pupusas? They coming? Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say, that's the <laughs> only thing I think I'm missing. Nobody, I, I don't think there are any pupusas, which, of course, will be a, a check mark against this. I, I expected when I showed up here, I expected the pupusa truck to be, be right next to, to us? the canopy. That, that should be, that should be uh, how we roll, but unfortunately it's not. So Only when Baxter's... Um, yeah, on the headset, right? That, that's right. That's how, how it goes. So uh, we're uh, we're excited about that, and uh, and, and so uh, hopefully everybody can join us uh, whenever we come out against Nashville as well. You'll have some pupusas there and do the whole yes. thing. So um, so we'll do that. Uh, Christian, I think I'm going to switch you out here for yes, a sir. second, and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll the boss is here, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit. Why don't you take the headset off and <laughs> All right. and hand it off there, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk real quick. Hey. How's it going? Tom, come on in. I'm Josh. Hey, it, Josh. Nice to meet you. How are you? I am doing excellent. We wanted to talk real quick about the uh, the, the LA Galaxy soccer complexes yeah. here and sort of how that sort of came about. From my understanding and, and certainly paying attention to, to a lot of this, um, you know, you guys sort of came in and, and really helped out in a situation that probably could have ended in, in a bad way. Yeah. These fields not be available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to give everybody, uh, LA Galaxy Senior Vice President, Soccer and Business Operations, and Business Development. Is that all on your business card? It is. Is yeah, on the front and the back? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's a little I, long. I was just going to say, uh, Tom Braun is with us, so we're, we're happy to have him. But Tom, can you tell us really sort of how this started and, and, and how this went about? Yeah, so the lease uh, of the fields across the street was, was expiring. Uh -huh. Right, it was expiring. And, and previously, this was all goat farm. There was right. nothing there. Uh, Toyota and the city of Torrance started uh, this project. That lease expired. Uh, we had to enter into an agreement with Torrance to keep it alive. If, if we didn't go into an agreement with the city, the likelihood is this would be turned into something different. It would no longer be a soccer field. Right, right. So. And, and, and I've heard, there's, and I, I read the press release. I actually do read them, which uh, Kevin Acevedo will yeah. be very happy to hear. Um, but I know that there are a ton of teams that use this field, and the yep. LA Galaxy will also be using some of this field yeah. for some of the younger uh, groups. Can you talk about just how much, how much use this, yeah. this facility is going to so, get? So the most important thing for us going into this agreement with the city was we don't want to displace any youth teams that were already using the field. Right. So we, as the Galaxy, will be using times outside of the, the times that the city had already used or given to club teams. We'll be doing clinics here. We do Galaxy Juniors here. We'll do adult leagues here, all in coordination with what we're doing inside at, at Connect the Soccer Center. So if you haven't been inside, you haven't been into Connect the Soccer Center, definitely go in. We have seven futsal fields in there. Right. We do a lot of really cool things, too. Yeah, that, that sounds like it's a, it's a ton of fun. I mean, it, 
it seems like this is the perfect sort of marriage between this. The fact that it's across the street from the soccer yeah. center certainly doesn't doesn't hurt. Does yeah, it? no, it doesn't hurt. It's it's ten minutes from the stadium. Right. right. This is our backyard. These are our fans. This is our neighbors. These are this is Galaxy. This is where the Galaxy lives. So it's important. Uh, it's so close to home. Yeah. So. Uh, when you look at the overall, I mean, I mean, is this the the type of projects that you're looking to do too? I mean, as you said, this is sort of the community. This is what it's yeah. all about. Yeah. These are the projects that that we should be doing. Uh, I think we can do more of things like this. When the opportunities present themselves, we're going to take advantage of it. Uh, if more opportunities like this pop up, whether it's in Torrance, whether it's in Long Beach, whether it's in the South Bay, hey Cosmo, uh, <laughs> we're open to it. We'd love to do it. So. Um, anything that pops up, let us know, and we'll, we'll look into what we can do. Awesome, Tom. Well, cool. thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. I know you're a busy man, so we'll let you uh, roll on. I all right? appreciate you guys being here. All right, thanks, you. Tom. All right, there we go. Yeah, Kevin, you can. I don't care. Either one of you guys. All right, so as, as uh, Tom slides off there, we'll uh, welcome to, uh, to, the, to the headset Mr. Uh, Kevin Baxter. Kev, how, how are you doing today? Are you I hanging love this there? headset. Yeah, it's this, it's is, this is United Flight 1300 protection uh, <laughs> in the runway. <sighs> By the way, whose idea was this parasail? The parasail. I know we we said it was going to be sunny, and I didn't want my balding head to get any more sun than it already did. And so uh, one of our amazing listeners, Matt, said, "Hey, I'll bring it over." And then the wind went to about 70 miles an hour and started doing stuff. As Cosmo is uh, stealing my seat and uh, and sitting down to watch podcasts, it's always nice. I, I'm taking this little Torrance police car. By the way. Yeah, are you going to put awesome. it in your car so when you get pulled over on the way out, you're going to be like, no, "Hey, yeah. no, but." I was, I'm, I'm nice, I promise. Kev, um, looking at, and anybody who doesn't know Kevin, Kevin is the soccer writer for the LA Times, um, does a whole bunch of stuff in Southern California in terms of covering the U.S. men's national team, women's national team, both of the teams in LA. Um, actually, three of the teams now that are, are three of the, the top tier professional teams with the ladies in LA as well, uh, but you're also doing stuff on the USL side. I know you've covered Orange County. Just you've gone down to Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, just I got go, back yesterday. You just got back from Mexico yesterday um, covering some of that stuff. So um, Kevin is a regular on our Monday nights. Um, so you're always welcome to join us on Monday nights for Corner of the Galaxy. By the way, you the said 1,000 shows. Yes. You should clarify, not this year. No, yeah, I haven't done 1,000 shows this year. That would be difficult. That would um, be a record. Yeah, I, I, w I wouldn't want to do that. That's over the, the life of the podcast. But um, we do do two shows every week. And on Monday nights, Corner of the Galaxy from the Boxes, where uh, you could find Kevin for us. So, Kevin, uh, LA Galaxy so far this year, exceeding your expectations, about where you expected, and what are you looking for ahead of this uh, of uh, of this this next game? You're looking at your watch. I'm, well, I'm, I'm looking for lineups. Lineups <laughs> are going to be coming out soon. By the way, I, I am an independent journalist. This is why I'm on the Monday show. Correct. The box. If you ever hear me say we in association with the Galaxy, that's the French word for yes. I'm yeah. not talking about we. Um, you know, you guys were talking earlier about uh, uh, players that you thought um, have really exceeded their expectations this year or played well. You know, the, the guy I like is Raheem Edwards. I don't think yes. anyone expected that he was going to do what he did. You know, if he wasn't there, I, I think the guys would be in a lot of trouble because Viafania has not been available all season. He was the guy that was sort of penciled in, the guy that they were counting on, at least we thought. I mean, we didn't know what Greg Vanny had in mind for Raheem Edwards. Um, I think he's playing out of his mind right now. And, and the thing is, is every game that passes that he plays like this, his confidence grows. Right. I mean, I think we can all agree, even Raheem Edwards would probably agree, he didn't expect to be where he is right now. But every game that he continues to play that way, it's like, why not? Why can't I be this good? He, and he's pushing. He has some real motivation. He wants to be on that Canadian Olympic or Can Canadian World Cup team. Right. Um, he's very motivated. I think he's had a great season. Uh, you talked about Mark Delgado really playing that, that Michael Bradley role that um, uh, Greg Vanny had in Toronto with that successful 2017 team. Right. Um, and he is the hub of the offense. He will be the guy that distributes. He be, will be at the tip of, top tip of that diamond midfield. Um, he was missed last week, but the fact that the Galaxy won without him I think is a really good sign for team depth. Yeah, that, that we talk about max effort, and I know we, we sort of touched on it on our Monday show, um, which was, you know, you looked at what happened tactically in that game on uh, uh, last week against uh, LAFC, and you can say that the Galaxy did not meet the standard that I think we have been expecting from them tactically, but in terms of effort... Uh, there was nothing left on that field. There were guys cramping all over the place. There were guys who were, uh, you know, flying all over the place as our our, our, our canopy attempts to take yes. off once again. Again, great idea. I'm really glad we decided to get the canopy. Um, no, it, it's it's awesome. But I mean, we, we should let it go and see how far it goes. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Matt Matt who loaned us his canopy would like that. Here, Kevin, you're allowed to come over here too. You Why, don't have to I'm hold it. Holding Cr Christian Christian has it. I promise. Okay. All right. I promise. Um, so Cosmo's uh, bringing our chair back. Thank you, Cosmo. Thank you, Cosmo. Appreciate it. Yep, I know. Yeah, 
Um, so how come he's not on the show? Uh, we've had Cosmo um, on the show. Uh, it's all the ones that we didn't do because he can't. He he doesn't. He doesn't talk. Yeah, he's got <laughs> laryngitis. That's what he says. Um, Cosmo. Yeah, he would. He would love to, uh, but uh, he can't. It'd be, be like on. kind of a pen and teller thing. It, it would be. It would be. Um, so when we look at, I was going to talk to Christian about this, but one of the guys who's sort of been a question mark so far through six games, uh, Julian Araujo was an absolute superstar last year. Maybe one of the Galaxy's most consistent players. In fact, I think he was the Galaxy's most consistent player outside of maybe Chicharito, who was injured, but still when he was on the field was very consistent. Uh, you look at Julian Araujo so far this year, and I would say inconsistency is more of his speed through the first six. Uh, you saw him make a reappearance into the starting lineup. Uh, against LAFC. I would expect that you're going to see him in the starting lineup again against Chicago. Um, so when we look at that, what what do you see from Julian Rajo? We talk about pressure, and certainly Mexican national team is calling, and he's been going into camp even though he hasn't been seeing minutes. Um, wh- what, where do we feel that you know Julian Rajo is? Well, you know I'm a big proponent of the mental side of the game, and, and that's why I'm so high on Raheem Edwards getting better. I think with Julian Araujo, you know, last year he had a chip on his shoulder. He wasn't playing for the U.S. He wasn't playing. He hadn't been called in for Mexico. He hadn't decided to play for Mexico. Uh, this year he's, you know, he has decided he will play for Mexico. He's been called and he played one game. And, and he didn't even suit up for any of these last three World Cup qualifiers. I think right now he's having a little problem with some confidence. Uh, and I think he's having a problem with, uh, on the field, he's having a lot of problem with discipline. And I think Greg Vanny is smart enough to realize that there are some things going on with Julian Araujo right now. I think he wants to sit him down and get his attention and sort of start to rebuild him. And I, I do really think it's kind of a rebuilding process. All this could change in June when the Mexican national team starts to play again, has some friendlies and competitive games in the summer, that perhaps Julian Araujo, if he gets a chance to play and prove himself, he's still a great player. Right. I think right now it's discipline. But when you were talking about the expected goals and the pace that the Galaxy are to give up how many goals and all that, it, you know, we know they're going to score goals. They haven't yet. They scored three in the last, or a couple in the last game. Right. Um, I, I think they're starting to trend in the right direction offensively. If this defense can continue to play the, the way that they've played so far, I think this could be a really, really good team. I, I don't think Jonathan Bond has been the stellar goalkeeper he was at this part last year. I think he's been good. He's been solid. The point is he's getting more help from the defense, which I don't think he got last year. Right. Um, I, you know, as Christian said, this, the, the dog days of the summer will really tell because as good as this defense is, it's very thin. And when they start playing a lot of games, uh, five and six games a month in the heat of the summer and they have to go to the bench, will the second team, second choice right. players be able to continue this uh, you know, uh, defensive effort that they've had so far. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about it, and, and we were joking, I think, before the, the podcast started that, you know, the Galaxy have eight center backs, or at least eight people who can play center back. Uh, but it's when you get to the outside wings, right? It's the, it's the right side, um, which, again, Leardam and Araujo, you have two starters that are able to go. I, I don't see an issue there. Um, the left side is the problem. Greg mentioned it whenever we were talking about uh, some possible rumors of a Watford player coming in and, uh, and a whole bunch of things, which Greg said, of course, he would never comment on. On that, which means something's probably going on. Um, but that would be another, that would be the ninth center back that the LA Galaxy have. When we well, look at the... But yeah. you say eight center backs, but only one or two at a time are playing well. I, it, yes, but I mean, it, it also comes to the fact that you, you can't keep adding center backs. It, you, eventually you have a hoarding problem, you end up on TLC. Um, that's where the Galaxy are borderline, right? It's like, how many cats is too many? The Galaxy are right on the borderline of having too many cats with center backs, and now everybody has to pay attention to that and watch that. So for me, it's... The answer to the cat question is one. Is one? I don't know. I, th- I always heard it was two. If you have more than two, then it was a problem. Yeah. No, zero, Christian says <laughs> zero. zero. Um, but no, whenever you, you, you look at those, those things, it's like, okay, but you have Derek Williams. Derek Williams, I think, is the key starter here, right? I don't think anybody's going to argue Derek Williams is not a starter at center back. And then it comes to Sega Koulibaly. Well, guess what? Sega Koulibaly has been playing very well this season. In fact, I would never would have pulled him whenever they did, whenever Derek Williams came back and then Nick DePew played. I never would have pulled Sega Koulibaly how well he was working, but Koulibaly now back in the starting lineup, and I would expect that that stays that way unless there's some injury or, or other things. So you now have a starting center back, and then you have like seven backups or six backups that you can put in there. So that's fine. It's the left back that's the problem, right? You're going to end up shoehorning in. If Raheem Edwards, who has been a max effort guy so far, and nobody works harder than Raheem Edwards. You know who reminds me a little bit on the effort side is Ramon Alessandrini, 
right? Which is he just goes and goes and goes and goes. What did he tell us after El Trafico? He said, I was dead the last 15 minutes of that game. And whenever Raheem Edwards says he was dead, you know he was dead. Well, he couldn't run it. What did Greg Vanny say about him? Well, well, effort. Effort, yeah. Effort, effort. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely one of those guys. He's a competitor, right? He competes. He gets out there and he competes. So that's where it becomes eventually is, does Raheem Edwards able to sustain this over 34 games? And the way he's playing right now, I'm going to tell you the answer is probably no. But if you can get somebody in that position as a backup and be able to give him some breaks and some time off and to rest and recover, and again, not a condensed schedule as much as it was last year uh, with obviously the late start and then COVID still sort of running through everything, um, you're seeing that the Galaxy may be in a better position to not be very deep in some spots and still survive this season so far. Well, there's a bigger problem. Yes. If he continues to play like this and forces John Herdman to call him into the Canadian national team, He's going to be playing for them this summer. He's not going to be starting as an outside back. I mean, they got Alfonso Davies, and they're really good on, on the back line. He gets called in to the Canadian national team. All of a sudden, he's missing games. But, but let's not forget, Viafania is still there. I mean, I don't think he's out for the season. Right. If Viafania comes back, that was the expected starter anyways. It's a, it's, in a sense, you go back to your starter right. when Raheem Edwards is gone. So I, I don't think the situation is that desperate. The problem is Viafania didn't play all of last season, much of last season. Right. He's hurt. He's hurt again now this season. So uh, it, it is sort of a tenuous situation. You're right. Raheem Edwards, a guy who is max uh, effort, that's his strength. Um, you take that away, he, he's not a guy that can play. Uh, Chicharito can play at half effort sometimes. Raheem Edwards, you take away that 110% effort, he's not the same player. We're about uh, 60 minutes from kickoff here. Chicago Fire hosting the LA Galaxy at Soldier Field. Uh, it was fun. Because the Chicago Fire have played at Soldier Field before, I was actually able to go back and look the last time that the LA Galaxy uh, lost to Chicago at Soldier Field. And you have to go back to 2005. And you say, well, okay, you're cherry-picking stats and you know the whole deal. The last time the LA Galaxy lost in Chicago, period, 2008. That was the last time the LA Galaxy. Now, the last time the LA Galaxy lost to Chicago was in uh, LA, and that was a, I think it was a 2-1, and that was in 2010. The bottom line is that, as Josh often likes to do, and I just talked about myself in third person, so already a, a yellow card, uh, but as I often do, we talk about my roulette theory, which is, as many times as it pops up red, you, it, you're sitting there as you're ready to bet, you're like, it's definitely going to be black. It's been red five times. There's no way it can come up Red again. It's definitely going to be black. I start to get into that with the with this LA Galaxy team. Bottom line is, I think they have the second longest, uh, you know, unbeaten streak against a team um, outside w uh, against Chicago. The only other team was Toronto, and they play in the same conference and get to play them all the time. Chicago and the Galaxy haven't met for a little while, um, and so. There's been a lot of this where we look at, say, okay, when is their time coming? And certainly with Ezra Hendrickson, now in charge, former LA Galaxy player, going against other former LA Galaxy players. There's all this, like, there's some hype there. More than 25,000 people in the stadium, which I think is the first time this year they're going to get anywhere near that. Yeah, right? but it's a 70,000-seat stadium. It, uh, but, Ed, do we, it's always hard to judge, and I get that, right? But whenever they moved there, they didn't say, oh, we're going to get 70,000. They knew they were going to get 17,000, 18,000. 15,000 in that. I don't, I'm not going to knock them for playing in a 70,000, except that everybody should play in a soccer-specific stadium. They moved out of theirs because it was like, you know... They, oh, it, they, was, it was a brutal place. It was on the plains. It was cold. It was windy. It was outside Sh Chicago. Chicago, cold and windy? Yeah. Well, this is outside Chicago, Toyota Stadium. You couldn't get there. I mean... Right. You know, yeah. There, there's no way to get there from here. Yep. Uh, it, it was a bad, bad place. I'd much rather have 25 people uh, bumping around in a 70,000 seat stadium than what they had out there. Yeah, it's uh it's going to be good. But, We're but waiting. I'm I'm waiting for the for the notification on the lineups. We are we are at 60 minutes. That's when the uh the LA Galaxy are supposed to put them out. But we, um, we already know them. I mean, I do know the starting lineup, but I sort of want to wait for the official tweets that way, like something didn't happen in the last, you know, 30 minutes that changed something. You know, you speak of Chicago with Ezra, and he's done a great job turning that around. But I, I think that's a team that's overrated. You know, they, they've only lost once, but three of the games have ended in draws. Right. They're not scoring goals at all. Period, right. But not giving up any. And, and Shakiri is, is, looks like he's not going to play. He was day-to-day, -day, but it certainly didn't sound by all the stuff that they were talking about like he was going to be out there and starting, and I don't expect that. Um, I think they're going to be a good, solid team. There's certainly an improvement over the where they've been the last three or four seasons. Um, but I kind of put them in that Austin category, looking really good early, getting people excited. But 
check back with me in a couple months, and I don't think you're going to be there. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it always hits Instagram first, right? Isn't that how? Isn't that what everybody always says? That's where the the lineups are. So, um, listen, you can't expect, and we'll start to go over those lineups, and we'll tell you if they change. How about that? We'll give you the lineups before uh, right about the time they're supposed to be coming out right now. So we haven't broken any rules. I bet Chicharito's in there. Good call, Kevin. Jonathan Chicharito Bond. Will, will play in that game. Jonathan Bond is in there as well. Here's the big thing: uh, Victor Vasquez did not travel with the LA Galaxy, so he will not be playing. Uh, he picked up a knock in training. Uh, I believe it was Thursday or Friday, whenever that happened. And so he is not with the LA Galaxy, which now puts the LA Galaxy in a hole. So we'll talk about that a little bit in terms of who's going to take his place. Um, you're going to expect Jonathan Bond in the back. Uh, the back line is going to be basically the same in a repeat from the LAFC game. You're going to have Raheem Edwards. You're going to have Derek Williams. You're going to have Sega Kulabala. You're going to have Julian Araujo in there. Uh, Kelvin Leardam will start in that defensive midfield oh, there's role. There's out there with a pizza. Again, I know there's pizza everywhere. There's pizza. There's, I know. Uh, <laughs> Kel uh, Kelvin Leardam will start in the defensive midfielder role again. Uh, you're going to have Mark Delgado and Ravellison playing in that center. So expect that Delgado playing a different role than he has because he, I would expect either that he slides in next to Leardam and they're going to play next to each other, which I don't expect. I expect that Delgado is actually going to venture a little bit for farther forward. Ravellison sometimes does that, so maybe you can see the dreaded double pivot. Everybody likes double pivot, especially when it works. It just doesn't work very often. Um, so you could see that in there, but I think that you're going to see Delgado playing more of a 10 role. Um, which is, uh, I don't know, he certainly has it within him. It's usually his job to control pace and not necessarily create offensive well, chances. Well, he's the point guard, and, and, and Vanny said he's the best guy in MLS at bringing the ball up. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Uh, and then up top, uh, you're going to have, uh, let's see, Chicharito up, up top. Uh, Douglas Costa is going to start on the right-hand side. Um, and then on the left, it'll be Sam Grancier. So you can expect that Kevin Cabral will be coming off the bench. Um, in this particular yeah, one. Do so we know turf or grass? Uh, it's grass, isn't it? Yeah, it's grass. It's grass. Don't ask me questions I don't know the answer to off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure it's grass. Um, but, yeah, that's where the, uh, the, the lineup sits right now. We're waiting for official confirmation on that as well. So, uh, uh, oh, two, a super chat, Kevin. A super chat. A super chat. Hey, there you go. If you catch our, our shows on YouTube, uh, you can always join us live on Mondays and Thursdays, and you can super chat us. So that's even better because YouTube didn't take a cut of this $2. Yeah, that's pizza money. That's you're, you're, you're already uh, trying to get some pizza money. I see There's it. There's no pupusas. <laughs> so, so the next best thing is pizza. I understand it. Um, Christian, uh, Kevin's looking for you. Uh, Kevin will hold down the uh, the other part of Fair that. So, so that's sort of where we're sitting right now on the lineups, and we're just waiting for official confirmation. Um, let's see. Now, here. the Galaxy, with a win or even a draw, would go into first place in the conference. Uh, yes, depending on, obviously, the results of what, where LAFC is. So they, they play, play tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, so the LA Galaxy could jump ahead of that. Um, currently second in the Western Conference, third in the Supporters' Shield. Still very early. Greg Vanny even mentioned that and said, hey, it's early. Here and comes Seattle. Look at the way that what they did in Champions League. <laughs> they did, and they started. Hey, listen, it was always their focus, so I don't think you can, you can, you can count them out, so I'm fine with that. Nashville's coming? N maybe. We'll see. I'm. I would like Nashville to be good because I think that's where they should. Obviously, uh, podcast favorite Dave Romney, uh, Big D Dave Romney, uh, was on Team of the Week I think last week as well. So he's playing with Nashville right now. Um, so yeah, I mean that's sort of where we're we're, we're sitting with this. I, I really I've looked at Chicago. I looked at how they like to play compact, and we talk about being compact and sort of you know what that does. And the LA Galaxy also like to play compact in the center. Quite honestly, with Mark Delgado sort of holding it, except that Vanny also likes his outside guys to get wide and open up space. So this is where the advantages are going to be. You want to see where the LA Galaxy can beat Chicago. It's going to be on the wings. Uh, Douglas Costa. And, and Costa, I wish, had more a little more straight line speed for me. And maybe that's coming with some of the injuries he's had. And, you know, he's coming back from, I think, a little bit of hamstring tightness um, is in there. I think Victor Vasquez probably falls into hamstring tightness as well whenever we're eventually going to find out what that injury is. But um, Douglas Costa, I'd like some straight line speed to be able to take people down the wings. I do like his ability to cut inside. Sam Grant's here has tremendous straight line speed, but he loves to cut inside too. So I want to see them stretch the field against Chicago because I feel like Chicago really likes to stay compact. So try to pull out, well, draw out the look center. Look that in the second half because Douglas Costa is not a 90-minute player. He may not even be a 70-minute player yet. And you're going to see Grant Sear coming off the bench. No, Grant Sear, Cabral. Me, Cabral coming yep. off the bench late in the game with that game-breaking speed against tired legs. I think that's where you're going to see that uh, them exploit 
those weaknesses you talked about in the Chicago defense. Yeah, and, and I think they're there. Um, I think they're there for the taking. This is a game uh, going to be on Spectrum. Uh, we're having a watch party here at 5. Uh, also, uh, we should talk about it, and we haven't even got to talk about this on the regular podcast because really it just came out yesterday, but the new TV deal that's sort of in place for this year, and I don't even have all the details, but I can tell you they added one major part to this. One is that the local t TV games – uh, we'll be broadcast on Spectrum. I think Nikki. everybody, yeah, I, yeah, Nikki. Nikki Kay and Kobe Jones and Joe Totino, they're going to be back there, so you're not going to have to worry about that. Uh, the other side of that is that the LA Galaxy have decided to also stream these games, stream those games for the local audience on LAGalaxy.com. So if you don't get Spectrum and you're in the LA area, <laughs> you can get LAGalaxy.com and you can stream it. That is massive. It is Geo Dos Santos blocked. It's, it's not, it's, it is Geo blocked, but if you're outside of the Geo location, you can watch it on ESPN Plus. So you're not going to be blocked. So all the local games you should be able to watch no matter where you are, anywhere in the in the country. We have lots of... Anywhere uh, in the world. Anywhere, well... Geo can watch I, it. I, I don't know. I, probably not in the world. They probably Geo block it outside of the United States because somebody else has those rights. Don't you know how media rights work? Everybody has their little slice of the pie. But the fact that you're able to watch games on LAGalaxy.com this year and not have Spectrum... That's a huge plus. Uh, LA Galaxy have something on their website. You can type in your zip code, and it can tell you where you can watch the game. Which Speaking of media rights, yes. MLS has still not announced its its new deal for next year. Right. A lot of things in the collective bargaining agreement tied to that. Right. I think it's going to be a hugely, hugely disappointing deal when they finally do announce it. They were supposed to announce it last month. They haven't. That tells me that they're still working out some details, and that's well, not. Well, well, we know a name. I don't know what you were in Mexico, so I don't know if you if you caught it. But we know a name. We know. We think we know who's getting it. We think it's Apple TV. Apple TV is going to get the, some MLS rights. We don't know if it's all the MLS rights or some of them, but Apple TV right now is that lead is that front runner. And I heard that even whenever we possibly heard it was going to be disappointing, that it's better than being disappointed. So that's we don't know numbers yet. Uh, the current TV deal I think is ninety million. Um, uh, right now, ninety million. Yeah. Season. And and they were hoping to get three hundred million. They threw that. That was an MLS number. They threw out, being like, "Hey, how about you guys give us three hundred million? Even that number. I know it's three times as high, but it's still disappointing when you can when you look at NBC paying over a billion dollars for the Premier League. I'm not saying this is the Premier League. I'm just saying that TV rights. Only, only you would be disapp disappointed by a nearly three times three uh, more than three times over, getting paid. But this is six seasons ago they made that agreement. I, I, I understand. I'm just saying three hundred million dollars is a lot of money. In fact. If we sort of look at how you know the LA Galaxy's local TV deal, which expired uh, with Spectrum, was paying them about five point five and a half million, a half million dollars a year. Um, if you got three hundred million, you could almost replace that, and every team could get five and a half million dollars a year, real close. But to inflation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's worth less than. Just little. keep trying to dig yourself out of the <laughs> hole. That three hundred million wasn't enough money. That was that was fine. Um, so. If we're looking at, and we've got about eh, 15, 17 minutes before we'll uh, we'll wrap up the show, and then everybody will uh, get to go over and start looking at that watch party. I'm going to join the watch party too. I think you said you were going to at least watch it I'm for a little half. First half. You have LA Galaxy two prep, so Christian is going to going to head out um, at about 4:30. Uh, but we're going to hang out a little bit and, and talk to everybody and, and and say hi, and then go over and watch the game. I'm going to actually cover the game from here, so my my press call. Uh, will happen after this. You know what? Uh, we could just grab this and lean into it. We could fly. We could fly across the street. Very well could. Um, very well could. So uh, I'm still waiting for official lineups. Oh, Ke oh Kevin, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Acevedo says official lineups are in. Um, I'm looking. That's how things work. I'm looking. The, that's how things work in the big media environment. As a guy walks by, walks with by and, and shows it to. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's uh, let's let's go real quick. Jonathan Bond, Julian Araujo, Derek Williams, Sega Kulabale. We got that right. Kelvin Leardam, Raheem Edwards, uh, uh, Ravellison. I like how they listed these, uh, not in order. Uh, Raheem Edwards, Ryan Ravellison, Mark Delgado. Douglas Costa, Sam Grancier, and Javier Hernandez. Your bench right now, Kevin Cabral, Eric Zavaleta, Sasha Kleschen, Nick DePew, Efrain Alvarez, Jonathan Klinsman, Daniel Aguirre, uh, Jonathan Perez. Big Jonathan Perez fans out here, I know. Uh, Johnny P is on the bench there as well. And then finally, uh, Dayan Jovalich is the last one there. So... No, no Shakiri. Oh, yeah. we, we kind of figured that Shakiri. Should I do Chicago's as well? Uh, Slonina, I, I will not be able to pronounce all of their names. Uh, Sukulich, uh, Bornstein, uh, Chichos, Navarro, Omsberg, Pineda, Jimenez, Navarro, Ivanov, and uh, was it? P Shabilko, that was what it is. There's too many P's and Z's and Y's in that one for me thank, to figure that one out. Thank you, Kevin Acevedo. I, I like the yoga pants, by the way. <laughs> 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 he's, he's got jeans on. 
Just roasting the guy out here in front of people. That's By the it. way, Jonathan Bornstein, his parents provide the the sandwiches the for sandwiches at, for the media at training. At, at training, we, which didn't, we I never didn't got that. before, and we're getting this year. I don't know if Jonathan Bornstein's paying for that or. What the deal? I, no, his his parents owned a deli. It was it was. And by the way, we said it on the podcast on Thursday night. I was talking with Eric because I remembered that. And then everybody's like, "Well, what's the name of it?" Well, being the smart media guys that we are, you remember the name of nope. it? Nope. Nope. Yep. No, not no an idea. idea. So yeah, good job. Way to way to cover things well for for us. But I think that's an interesting little thing. Uh, Eric, uh, the Portuguese hammer, who's in Texas and and couldn't get the hall pass to come out here for today. Um, he said uh, he said this the, clearly the matchup is not you know really uh, Shakiri and Chicharito it's Jonathan Bornstein and Sasha Kleshin that was the matchup he was looking for so eventually Sasha gets on the field but you know Zabaleta is on the bench and I think he's going to get some playing time I think it's going to be really important and interesting what you were talking about with center back depth yeah I think you're going to see him on Tuesday night though because in my mind I'm penciling guys in and that he seems like a Tuesday night uh, for the US Open Cup. But I agree, eventually some people are going to have to come through that whether it's Depew or whether it's Zavaleta. Zavaleta's the one Greg Vanny keeps saying is the guy he needs to work yeah. into this group. Depew is not on that on the bench you just read, I don't think. Uh, don't make me look it up again. You said it okay. right. Yeah, yeah, and and, <laughs> and you said it right. Christian <laughs> called you out. You didn't say Depuy, which is what you usually call. Nobody try Zlatan again? No, nobody nobody wants to hear that. So um, that's where we're uh, we're sitting, getting ready for that. So because if I mean, he didn't make the trip, that's big news. It it would be. Um, what do you think? Uh, is this an important game for the LA Galaxy? I I tend to believe that it's not, and I may be in the in the thing. It's an away game. It's one of those ones. But you haven't lost to Chicago in forever. It's like these little things that you try to keep up, and it's points to be had. I think it's a much bigger game for Chicago. Yes, because Chicago is surprising people. They're trying to convince people they're good. They haven't done it yet. They're playing at home against the Western Conference, and everyone can agree the Western Conference teams are much, much better. Uh, well, certainly I do. Everybody likes to argue with me all the time. No, I it's said it's not even close. I, I don't think it's close, um, and that's sort of why you see Chicago being, um, you know, sort of the way that they are, um, which is a good team, but not possibly a Here's great. Here's the thing: they're not going to score. Okay, so it, it, the Galaxy need to keep it close, and uh, hope they can break through and get one goal. It's going to be a one-one, one-zero game, I think. Yeah. Um, and if the Galaxy can keep it close, they have a chance. There's points there to be had. But I, I, I tend to agree with you. I don't know that it's a huge game for the Galaxy. I think it's much bigger for Chicago. But if the Galaxy can make a trip to the central time zone, you know, go to Chicago and come back with a victory after what happened last week, um, a lot of momentum going into that big clash with Landon Donovan. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. 2-1-0 uh, at home, 2-1-0 on the road. Uh, so easy, easy, easy to sort of see where where everything sort of lays out. They have been as good on the road as they have been at home. In fact, I think they've scored more goals on the road, if I remember that correctly. Um, looking at my my averages and, and sort of things. Well, they had there. that big three goal game in Portland. They did, they did, and even whenever they lost to uh, Seattle that one time, they they scored some goals, right? Or did they not? I can't even remember off the top of my head. And that's that's when everything's starting to mix together uh, for for all of this. Okay, so going back to Chicago, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you. Are you, you can give a prediction. Nobody's going to hear this. Just trust me. Do you? Do you have a prediction? Those people right here. No, they're they're not paying any attention. I know. I know. There's rules against giving uh, giving predictions, but you, you're you're fine. Uh, what, what what Christian says two one. I'm going to let Christian get back on the mic here in a second. Okay. So this is you wrapping or, up. You better do what you you need to you need to 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 say your piece here. This is your chance. What's your uh, your expectation? It's either going to be a draw or a win, but it could be a loss. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Kevin. That's why that's why everybody reads your 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 soccer articles all the time. <laughs> Big hand for uh, Kevin Panda Baxter hey. there. As we, get, as we get Christian back on. Tough act to follow. I know. He always is. Yes. Uh, except you can see over the top of him because he's tiny. Uh, my arms are getting tired holding this can. I, was, I know. I mean, uh, but we wanted you to get a workout. I need it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I that was good. Yeah. Um, so I, so uh, you look at the Chicago game. Yeah. Right? Um, Non-conference, which is, you know. A little no less important. Direct ramification. Right. In the Western Conference tables. Chance so. to jump into first place in the Western Conference, though. Yes. Okay. Over your. Over your arch enemies. Right. Who you beat barely right. and squarely, one, two to one. Yep, one more humble brag for us. Okay, <laughs> all right. So what do you what do you what are you thinking two for one. Chicago? Two one, two one victory for the for the Galaxy. Yep. Why does everybody always want to give somebody a goal in these games? Like ev the, we used to, and I remember whenever we would call these games back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, we'd look at it and say, well, nobody's going to score against the LA Galaxy. What does this defense have to do to prove to you that they're real? <laughs> Stops conceding goals. Okay. Everybody, everybody's always like, they're going to give up at least one goal. No, I think this is the. I think this is first of all. If there's a clean sheet, 
in this first part of the season, today's the day. Today's the You're day. You're right. Absolutely. 100%. 17-year-old goalkeeper, by yeah. the way, for, for Chicago. 17. 17 years old. My God. Amazing. Yeah. What were amazing. you doing when you were 17 years old? You do not old? want to know, and I, I was, can't repeat it. I was just going to say. And you weren't starting for the Chicago Fire. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I mean, there's there's chances here. I just I yeah. just I think the LA Galaxy defense shows up tonight. I think this is the time for them to show up. I think that Derek Williams and Psycho Cool Ball are starting to sort of feel that. I want to see some discipline on Araujo mm -hmm. in getting forward, but making sure he's staying back. And I want to release the Hounds with Raheem Edwards. Just throw him into those positions. Isn't it interesting? Because I see what you guys were talking about with Raheem Edwards. I think it's having an effect on Julian Araujo this year. Last year, he was bombing up and down that touchline. Chalk on his boots. He was that primary option. He's not right now. And you can't bomb two no. and leave those center backs exposed. So he's had to stay home more. Also, another little caveat in that is the addition of Douglas Costa. I think he's still having a little bit of adjustment, trying right. to find his way into this team and find his identity because he's being asked, in a sense, essence, to play a different role than we saw out of him last year when he was one of the more you know attacking catalysts for the Galaxy. Um, but yeah, I think it's also going to be a big test. Shabilko's a big kid, um, and that's going to be a big test for that center back pairing tonight. Koulibaly and Williams, I think, are up for it. They've got a big, strong physical presence with Sega back there, and, and Williams able to play out. So um, that will present a big test. But yeah, I think you're spot on. If, you, if there ever was going to be a clean sheet of shutout, Today's the day. Yeah, they have uh, Chicago got a, got a red card to their backup ten, who was filling in Gutierrez. for yeah for Gutierrez um, and Benjamin Gutierrez, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so he got a red card, two yellow cards, and he's out, so he's not there. Shakiri not playing in that ten spot, so Chicago going to their third string ten spot yeah. guy. Now listen, we can we can laugh and we can criticize, but the Galaxy don't have a ten, so that would be something that you could certainly look at and say if you're Chicago, well the Galaxy don't have a ten. Um, there's guys who create. I'm not going to say there's not, but the Galaxy don't have a dedicated 10, um, and that's why they move that playmaking ability around and outside yeah. to the outside wings or, you know, I, maybe through Delgado. Well, you play a 4 three, 3 you're not going to really have a 10. But right. I think you guys were making a point earlier about Mark Delgado playing a little bit higher up, I think. Actually, I think we're going to see more of Ravellison in a more advanced role. He's going to play, you know, kind of shadow behind Chicharito today. Um, I know Greg has made comments uh, prior to this game about the offensive uh, output that he expects uh, and a role for Ravellison to play in that regard. So right. I think he's going to be a bit more attack-minded. And, and I, it's nice to see Leardam rewarded for that great performance last week. Keeps his spot in the first 11, even though Delgado does come back. Um, it'll be interesting to see, too, when they're out of possession, they'll drop into that double pivot, which I'm expecting to see. Right. It, will it be Delgado? Will it be Ravellison? I'm sure it'll be you know, a rotating uh, duo of that three in the center of the park. So... Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it, I like the look of the Galaxy. I like I like what Raheem Edwards has brought. I think Kevin hit it spot on. But probably the most impressive player, most surprising, you'd have to say for sure, is, is Edwards. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's looking bright. I'm, I'm expecting a 2-1 win. I'm expecting this is a statement game. The Galaxy need to blow someone out. Oh, that would be nice. They need that. Well, and, Don't and, they? And, and we've talked about it because it had rarely happened last year where Vanny was able to look ahead at all. Yeah. Right? Like, in a game, you can never look ahead, right? You have to play the game that you're in front of. Mm -hmm. Except when you're up 3 nothing and there's 20 minutes left and you're like, okay, who can I pull out to give some time? Let them rest them legs. Let me think about how this is going to play out this next week. Yeah. And very rarely have the LA Galaxy given Greg Vanny that uh, sort of luxury. Um, and so if you can get in here, if you can get up one, score early. Galaxy has scored first in five of their six games. All right? Whenever they do that, they've only lost one game. By the way, uh, the biggest predictor, and I don't, it's probably across the league because it's sort of common sense, but the biggest predictor for the LA Galaxy over the, at least the last two seasons has been scoring first. Yeah. When they score first, they win games. When they don't score first, they lose games. Very rarely, and it happened, I think, twice last year, and it's already happened once this year, uh, but twice last year they scored first and lost a game. One of those last year was to Seattle. The one this year was to Seattle. That happened as well. So scoring first, super important, but the timing of those also important because the Galaxy used to score late into the second half and would have to keep clean sheets in front of that to be able to score first. You can't, and it, it's much more important as, as well with the conditions that you were talking about, but being away from home, that plays much more into that. Um, the Galaxy also, too, I think a key point that we need to stress, how they manage this game. Because we saw a big let off around the hour mark in the second half last week, and it invited the pressure, and they almost shot themselves in the foot. And we can't have that kind of drop off today. And, and 
to be able to manage a game, that's where a guy like Delgado is. He's the glue in the center of the park. He is going to be able to manage that game, get a foot on the ball, dictate, control possession. It's something the Galaxy really, really missed in El Trafico. Um, but yeah, if, if they can manage this game and put it together a solid 90-minute performance, which I don't think we've seen right. throughout this campaign yet. I don't think we've seen a team hit its heights consistently through 90 minutes. Today would be a massive step in the right direction if they could do that. And, you know, with a team at full fitness nearly, with the exception of what a Villafania we talked about, um, they're poised to do it. Right. Uh, do, do we need a weather update from Chicago? I think we. I, I feel like Chicago cold is and the, windy. Yeah, miserable basically. might might suffice. Uh, currently forty six degrees. Um, <sighs> winds out of the north five to ten miles an hour. It's not horrible. It could be thirty yeah. miles an hour. It's and horrible. It's, and it's five to ten. It's windier here <laughs> in Torrance right now than it might be in Chicago. So Torrance, the new windy city for uh, for for all of the nation. True. Um, as it goes, it's expected the low by the way down to thirty seven. So it's going to start getting chilly as it as it starts to go and. We know we've seen the LA Galaxy have some problems with some 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 hamstrings and some calves, and so warming up and being ready for that is going to be uh, super important for them. But weather overall, I think tonight not a factor. Probably is okay. Doesn't hurt the Galaxy at all, even though they're used to sort of training in. I don't know. It's been like 70 recently. It was real hot for a while, and then it got cooled down again. So I think overall they're okay. Or do you think they're going to be freezing out there? I think they're going to be freezing out there. <laughs> they're going to be miserable. Horrible, I think, is the word that comes to mind. It's you're it's spoiled. Not gonna, it's not going to be a fun. You're experience. spoiled. You've been living here for too I know, long. I know. I have. You're right. You're right. It's uh, no. Besides, I, mean, I don't think it's going to be a big factor, though. I mean, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting it. Also, there's going to be a physical edge to this game I think as well that you know it's gonna it's, I think it's gonna suit the galaxy back line really well and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out how they respond right to that type of physical edge uh, that will be employed tonight because I think you look at Chicago you know they're gonna get up to the s housery yes as they call it and um, you know with Ezra at the helm along with the former galaxy 2 head coach junior Gonzalez very defensive oriented so expect that and it'd be interesting to see if they come out in the low block as well it was uh, funny. I, we, they did a joint press conference, which they never do. Um, but we got a joint press conference with Chicago and the LA Galaxy. Uh, we talked about it on Thursday night. Uh, you can go to YouTube and watch some of the comments from that. And, of course, uh, we on our YouTube channel put all of the full media calls, although we don't always get um, the Chicago side of things. But got to talk to Ezra Hedrickson a little bit um, and asked him a question. I said, hey, what's it going to be like? You're coaching against some guys you used <laughs> to play with. You know this. Uh, Ezra played with Greg Vanny. He played with um, you know, Kevin Hartman. He played with uh, Dan Kalichman. He's Jovan. Yeah, with Jovan. And, and then Junior Gonzalez was with LA Galaxy and, and you know Greg knew Junior real well and Junior goes off and is now coaching for Ezra. So it's a small world. It's a small world. Everybody's sort of you know hanging out uh, with each other and, and they know I asked Ezra what it meant to him that that was happening and he said uh, he said he thought you know Siggy Schmidt was probably looking down and smiling from heaven on <laughs> it, which I, I thought was a great line yeah. and, and just and and Ezra even talked about it. he said you know well Greg and Kobe even played with uh, with Siggy in college yeah, UCLA. at UCLA and so the whole thing. So it was a nice little moment from there uh, when Greg Vanny was asked about the sort of the same thing. Uh, he was saying how they talk all the time, how they text each other. But, you know, obviously when the game starts, they, as, as Greg Vanny has said on, on multiple occasions, he, he's a great guy. I wish him all the best. Just not this. Just, just not today. Not today. <laughs> just not today. Good point. Um, yeah. So, uh, so all that. Uh, LA Galaxy getting ready to face off against the Chicago Fire. The, uh, our podcast is going to wrap up here in just a couple minutes. Um, have, have you heard the Axel Witzel rumors? I, I have not heard. The, oh, so, <sighs> yes and no. Go ahead. Axel Witzel, Belgian international, right. plays in that kind of same role as uh, Mark Delgado. I think my canopy is going to blow away. <laughs> if you take off, it'll be a really good podcast. <laughs> if you get uh, some height, just jump a little yeah, bit. See I, how I high we can get that. you off the ground. I, I might blow away with this thing. But, uh, yeah, Witzel has been linked with a lot of German publications in put him out. Uh, he's out of contract. Uh, 33-year-old, part of that golden generation. Plays in that number six, number eight role, which could be a good boon for the Galaxy. I don't know. What do you think about that? Is that yes. something they may need? Uh, Greg has repeatedly talked about defense I like midfield. It. I, I like it, personally. It, I think he's a heck of a player. So so the Greg Vanny hierarchy of need right now would be your your defensive midfielder. He talks about that. He talks about left back being a position of need as well in terms more of depth. depth yeah. For more depth. Those are the two places. Because when I asked him about the center back, um, 
and he which he, one? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, there was rumors of a center back coming in. Whenever which I of asked the him, nine? I, whenever I asked him about him, I said, "Is that a position of need?" After he said he wouldn't comment on it, and he goes, "Not right now, right?" Which obviously means that if that's a move, it's down the road, right? He's sort of pointing us in that direction. Um, but he said he immediately went to I see defensive midfielder, yeah. and I see I agree, you know, um, on the left back side. So I think that's sort of where he's going to be focused. All right, uh, my turn. Uh, for the predictions before we get out of here. What do you say? Um, I think it's a big one. I think it's a big one. I'm going to say it's a shutout because nobody believes in this defense. Uh, it's 2 nothing to the LA Galaxy. I think it's a nice 2 nothing. I would like for it to be a 3 nothing game so that way they can put things away and shut people down and rest people and do all that fun stuff. That's the blowout game they need? That it, they need something. like I want to see dominance from mm -hmm. basically start to beginning. You can let your foot off the gas in the last 15 minutes if you're up 3 nothing. I don't. That doesn't bother me. Um, but I think she, Josh, yes. uh, real quick, be so paramount because you're coming into town, take into account you've got the U.S. Open Cup, but after that, right. that beast – that we were talking about is Nashville, even though they're yeah. not performing up to expectations this year, they're rolling into town. Yes. You need that for that confidence they're taking into that game. Remember, they're not playing any home games right now. So yeah. that they're they're taking points away from people on the road and yeah. doing just fine at that. They'll so I think I think if we keep that in mind. All right. They're a beast. Uh LA Galaxy versus uh the Chicago Fire coming up at five PM. That game is on Spectrum. There's a watch party across the street, which we'll be joining Woo! as long as nothing blows away here. Um, I want to thank everybody for coming out to the LA Galaxy Soccer Complex. I want to thank the LA Galaxy for inviting us out here to talk to you and uh, have some fun before the game. Uh, I'll be around, so hopefully we can see some people. What a big round of applause for Mr. Kevin the Panda Baxter. Yeah. Uh, Kevin was excellent. And then, of course, Christian Miles for coming down as well. Big round of applause for Christian, uh, who will be filling in for us on occasion uh, and, and a lot more this year because, of course, Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, who wanted to be here today, uh, said that he was he was feeling under the weather, wasn't going to make it, but he has retired. Even though I told no. him, no, yeah, I told him not to, but he did. So so you're you're in the Larry Larry section. I'm the, I'm the new Larry. You're the new Larry. I got that but you're on Twitter, which is crazy. Yes. So so we'll we'll see how that goes. But again, I want to thank everybody for coming out. Uh, thank everybody for having us here today at this event. Great event. Uh, thank you to the LA Galaxy for inviting us, and uh, hopefully you'll join us at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Again, we do shows live Monday nights at 8 p.m. Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, you can join in the chat room there. There's usually 90 to 100 people in that chat room chatting about the LA Galaxy and harassing me while I'm live on the air. We'd love to have you there. All right. For Mr. Christian Miles, for Mr. Kevin Baxter, I'm Josh Guessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Well done. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.